Welcome back, everyone, to the Wheel Every Weekend podcast. This is episode two. Coming at you live. We're not live. From our house, where we are. Because everyone's under quarantine. <laughs> yeah, because we're quarantined. <laughs> I mean, technically, it's shelter in place, right? Not yeah, quarantine. technically, yeah, shelter in place. But no one's doing it, so oh, it'll probably be oh, something a little more severe pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's future world's problem. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. I got We are drinking whiskey and Coke, which is a new drink for us. We usually do gin and tonics. But desperate times. Cool. Actually, I'm, I am a big fan of whiskey, but we have an abundance of whiskey in the house right now. So we're trying to get through that before we start other things. This is riveting stuff. I know. I'm sorry, guys. Thank okay. you for the play by play. <laughs> <laughs> so, for everyone who hasn't tuned out already, for this episode, Brittany has prepared some interview questions for me. And not told me about them in advance, because apparently she doesn't want me to be able to give real responses. Also, I just wrote these down like ten minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) And the truth comes out. (laughs) Alright. I'm going to pick these at random, because I wrote these randomly, so why not keep it going, right? Okay. (laughs) If Uh, you wrote them randomly, why do you have to pick them randomly? You're not asking the question. Uh, Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, Let's start with... Uh, Jesus Christ. Now I'm panicking. You are panicking. I can see it in her eyes. She's got panic eyes. Okay. This is a three-part question. Okay. So the question is, what is your all-time favorite vehicle? And I want you to tell me that you have owned, Hmm. that you would like to own, and that you have built. And those might blend together. All-time favorite vehicle that... I've owned, I will owned and built, it's kind of the same thing for us. Um, owned would be my 79 Toyota pickup with a 20R and solid axles, had the 8 inch with all the normal stuff, chromoly axles, I broke like 8 Burfields on it. I did all, all the upgrades, literally every single thing you could do to an 8 inch axle I did. I still broke it, so it was rad. I had like the ARP hub studs and then I drilled out and did like more studs. And I broke the steering. I broke a bunch of shit. And it had a 20R, right? Which is a 2.2 liter engine. Thing makes like 80 horsepower. And it was on like 35s. And it was so slow. But that was kind of part of the fun. It was like you just, you're driving a slow car fast mm-hmm. everywhere. What what makes it your favorite? Oh, just the look of it. It had those like side latch tailgates that everybody loves. And then... It just like the aesthetics of it were really pleasing. Ian always says that the side latch tailgates is what gets all the ladies, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's what gets all the men. <laughs> it is true. You should not build these trucks to get attention from women because you will just get like old dudes who are into it. <laughs> it, uh, it doesn't work. Just like working out. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the ladies, the, the normal car. Only other dudes. Um, that I would like to own. Is that recent or older? Whatever. My dream vehicle is an, is actually an FJ45, which is like an FJ40, but it has a bed on it. But the problem is, is that I'm like six foot two 
and I do not fit in one. So that's kind of a bummer. If I had to pick a brand new vehicle to own for like all around adventuring in it, it honestly might be a Jeep Gladiator out of all of them. Wow. I know. I'm really disappointed in myself to say that, but you get a four to one transfer case, mm-hmm. electronic disconnect sway bars, yeah, lockers front and rear. The interior feels like a kid's toy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's made out of like the cheapest plastic known to man. The controls are weird. You can reach down mm-hmm. and to turn the AC on and accidentally send it into four low. Mm-hmm. But as far as new vehicles, I think it might be the best off-roader right now. Or like, a Raptor. Yeah, like off the lot, it has mm-hmm. all those things on it. Yeah, it has all those things, assuming you're not going to like modify it. That's the problem is there are so many different options for all this stuff and then i don't know freight favorite vehicle i've built has probably been this truck because we got to do most of it together oh so i mean that's been like the best part actually well it's been the best for me but this is the only vehicle i have built yeah. <laughs> so. didn't we we did a little bit on that 85 extra cab oh, right? You're right yeah well we didn't do a whole just lot. a little like piddly stuff yeah. i just mainly like fixed it and i got it so it ran real good yeah i think it was so comfortable on the road is like the honda civic of older japanese trucks on mud trains yeah, yeah. all right what's the next okay. question all right i'm just bouncing around here what has been your favorite off-roading destination? Ooh, it's probably Utah, for sure. Don't you think? Would you agree, Utah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that place is amazing. Oh, my God, it was incredible. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen our Utah videos, you should watch them. They aren't very good, but the entire place is just, it's beautiful. And there's so much off-road land, you can't go wrong. Yeah. Even Moab was nice, although we got really spoiled and got to see Moab with zero crowds. So. Yeah. We ran all the trails. We saw, what, maybe like eight people total mm-hmm. on the trails that whole time. And then that crazy cliff thing. We got to stop at Sand Hollow, which is gorgeous. We, yeah. we didn't even do any of the GPS routes people sent us. People I know. People sent us like 100 tracks. What's nice and, and what we've learned is, is there's definitely something magical about the first time you go somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah that's the other thing, too, is like we used to love going to Death Valley. But, like, the last time we went, we were like, this sucks. It's so lame. Mm-hmm. Um, just because we've gone so many times. I yeah. mean, we've done a couple thousand. I think it was, like, 3,000 miles off-road in Death Valley mm-hmm. now. Like, purely just on dirt, not including, like, driving there. And we drove. Right. We even drove through Titus Canyon. And we were like, well, we've seen this a lot of times uh, now. I mean, it is incredible. But, yeah, I think it's it was time for us to check out something new. And what's nice about Utah is that... There's still so much to explore. It's, it would take years to get through everything. Yeah, that's true. It's, I mean, we literally didn't do a single GPS track. We just right. did Moab, Sand Hollow, that little off-road area, and uh, like a couple of like little piddly stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Um, so this might be the same thing, but maybe not. Also, what has been your favorite trip? Um, I would say if we're not going to count the Utah one, because I said that's our favorite destination, probably that Death Valley trip we did with Michael and Shannon. We went to King of the Hammers, um, broke our anti-wrap off the axle. That was something the previous owner did, which was rad. They've been leaking gear oil since we got the truck, so obviously the weld had a bunch of pinholes in it. 
And then it eventually ripped off just like literally on flat ground in two wheel drive. I heard this awful noise and I was like, fuck, I'm going to slow down for a little bit and see if it goes away. And it did not go away. So I had to unbolt the anti-wrap that had sheared completely off the axle and just ratchet strap it to our front bumper and then went back to camp and we put like, what did we do? We poured gas Gas. all over the axle and caught it on fire to clean out the gear oil. So the JB Weld would set. <laughs> With a red solo cup. Yeah, full of gas that we lit on fire and poured on it. It was super safe. And uh, JB welded it, hose clamps, zip ties. We used Duct so much tape. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was intense. And then after we fixed that, we were like, well, shoot. Uh, I mean, we're not going to stop our trip because after Hammers, we were going to go straight from there to the Death Valley. Mm-hmm. So we finally go to leave King of the Hammers after spending like three days there. And the only time we needed to put it in four-wheel drive is we get high-centered on firewood in camp. (laughs) It was so stupid. It was like the only piece of firewood, and it's right under the rear diff. Mm -hmm. And our friend's dad, who we're camping with, literally gets out of his RV, looks at us, laughs, and goes back in and gets his phone to record us, but doesn't get his Jeep to tow us off the wood. Because why would you, right? It's fine. We got off of the wood. Eventually. Eventually. But, so our drive shaft, remember, we had went from a two-piece to a one-piece drive shaft that trip, too? right. And it was rubbing against the cross members, so one of the things we had to do was go to Apple Valley, and we got a cordless angle grinder. Wait, wait, was that the cross member that we built in our driveway and put a bunch of dimple dye on it because that was... No. That was a different one? Okay. That's completely (laughs) different. Um, Yeah, so we go to Apple Valley... To get a little cordless angle grinder, right? And after we do that, we are in the Target parking lot mm-hmm. with the cordless angle grinder, cutting the cross member off of our truck so that our drive shaft doesn't grenade itself when you actually use the rear suspension. And then apparently during that, I get a shard of metal in my eye. Which, which we, we didn't know at that point. Right? No. I was just like, fuck, my eye hurts. And it would continue to hurt for three days, and I would slowly lose vision in it. Um, <laughs> so we're we're not going to stop our trip, right? right <laughs> we're going right. anyway. So we meet up with our friends uh, and have a pretty fun trip in Death Valley. We so fun. It was so fun. It was such a good time. And But also kind of a shit show. <laughs> yeah. So... There's only maybe three spots in the entirety of Death Valley that if you have an actually built vehicle, you need four-wheel drive for. And one of them, I think our buddy broke one of his front axle shafts or a Mm -hmm. hub or something, and he barely made it up. And then we had showed up to Hammers with the axle broke because we break the Dana 60 constantly. And so we, it took us like two hours to get up this one little ledge because we were both in three-wheel drive. We didn't have winches, nothing. We were just screwed. And we weren't going to stack rocks, too, because we don't do that. So we finally do that. Previously that day, our fridge had fallen out of its mount because I, I strapped it in with a handle. And the handle just broke off. And it, like, slammed into the tires and chunked up the tires a little bit. And then after the ledge... We hit a jump on on accident, kind of, and <laughs> our grill flies off up and forward, but it doesn't go far enough that I could stop in time to not hit it, so I end up running over the grill, and then I had to uh, zip-tie mm-hmm. it back in when we got there. 
So we spend that night camping in Big Dune, right? Which is yeah. in Nevada. It's actually a really cool little dune area that it's kind of like glamorous, but with no rules. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to like pay to get in or nothing. Right, yeah. But we get so stuck at the bottom of a bowl. Mm-hmm. And then our we like turn the truck off and listen. And you can hear our friend's little twenty two re just like pinned on the limiter, and then hear him like shit. <laughs> and so they're stuck like three hundred feet away from us, also in a bowl. So that took a couple hours to get out of, and then <laughs> finally get them out. And I think through the course of trying to get out of that without an anti wrap, those three leaf Chevys are just so soft that it has tons of axle wrap. And the U-joints got, get out of their operating angle. Mm-hmm. And that Tom Woods drive shaft was brand new. Mm-hmm. And after we get out, we've done a little bit of off-roading and we're on our way home. That wow. night, it was like almost a sandstorm on the dune. We had All to like right. come, We went in our friend's camper with yeah. the stove and cooked a really good tri-tip. Yeah, we, <laughs> it was four of us in the back of an 85 Toyota pickup with a camper shell cooking a tri-tip. Mm-hmm. That was also in there with us. And it was actually a pretty good time. This is like one of my fonder memories in my life. But we're <laughs> on the freeway leaving Death Valley. And suddenly I lose rear wheel drive and it makes this terrible noise. I'm like, fuck. So I pull into the gravel shoulder and the um, the rear U-joint is exploded at the axle side. And so the rear drive shaft is just sitting there. And even if I had a spare U-joint, it wouldn't have mattered because... It had, like, wallered out the mount so much. It was just junk. So I think, actually, when I put a spare U-joint in when we got home, I had to weld it in. So that'll be fun for future us to figure out. <laughs> um, but so we pull the rear, and I'm like, oh, damn it. I'm going to have to drive home front-wheel drive. But our front end is welded because we're poor. And also, we showed up with it broken. Mm-hmm. So we only had driver's side front-wheel drive. And pulling out of the gravel on the side of the road took me like four tries i almost got stuck it was so embarrassing because there was like a prius behind us that pulled out fine (laughs) and then we got passed by all these like super overland clicky like bros who were looking at us like we were idiots because you know we got 40s tons and we're we can't pull onto the freeway it's just a one tire fire oh god that was the most intense drive back okay just so you know death valley is what six hours from home yeah driving at normal speeds it took us like 14 to get home or something and uh yeah i had one eye and one wheel drive in the front and so when you were on the gas you had to steer right pretty hard and when you were off the gas you had to steer left pretty hard and every time we would stop at a gas station we would get like a bottle of water and try and pour it in my eyes to get rid of the metal mm-hmm. at that point we could i could see it in yeah my eyes. you could see the fucking rust <laughs> in my eye i even i had some of those like neodymium whatever magnets and i tried to hold them to my eyeball to get the metal oh, yeah. out which for the record does not actually work <laughs> um that wasn't good oh and then we finally make it home about 4 a.m., and we try and go to sleep, and I'm like, I cannot sleep. My eye hurts so bad. Mm-hmm. So we had to go to the VA where they wake up some trainee, like, optometrist guy who's in his, like, third year of school or something. 
so he can half asleep dremel the rust out of my eye and you can hear the dremel like bottoming out into my eye it's like it like didn't have enough power to do it even because he was going in so deep (laughs) it was awful and since then i wear eye pro but i had glasses on when i got the metal in my eye sunglasses on that's the same thing not the same thing they didn't go through the sunglasses so even if i had safety glasses the metal still would have gone around it well, then you need better safety glasses. Oh, my God. What safety glasses are you using? You're embarrassing me in public right now, babe. <laughs> are you kidding me? All right, all right. Let's move on to the next question. That was a super fun trip, though. It was, though. Yeah, it was like one of my favorite trips. And then you tried to make me go to the International House of Pancakes afterwards, no, and the sun was, was like, coming in. Pancake That's right. House. Original. It's way better. But the sun was, like, coming in the window at my eye that they just dremeled and dilated, and I was in so much pain, and you were like, Mom, I'm, I'm, I'm having pancakes. No, I had Eggs Benedict. Uh, sorry, oh, everyone. Happy. She had Eggs Benedict. My bad. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. All right, what's the next question? <laughs> okay. Um, okay, this is, this is more not about, like, on a trip or anything. Just, like, what is your ideal day? Like, from start to finish. On a normal day-to-day thing, not a... Normal day-to-day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what, what do you like to do in a normal day? Wake up. Go to the gym with you before work, and then go to work, mm-hmm. work, um, maybe have a double-double for lunch, that would be ideal, mm. or L&L, one of their chicken plates, mm. um, come home, and uh, make some memes, eat some dinner, and go to sleep. I don't know, man. I don't have an ideal day. That's that's pretty much the response I was expecting. Really? <laughs> simple, man. Yeah, I'm very simple. <laughs> I think I mean it in a different way than you do. But. <laughs> okay. Okay, next question. How did you learn to work on vehicles? So when I was in 11th grade of high school, I actually tested out of high school. I took the California high school proficiency exam which I did pretty good on. And then I didn't really know what I was going to do with my life. I went to EMT school, but I had to be 18 to actually get my EMT cert. So I had this weird in-between time where I built, we had a 74 Volkswagen Bug that had like kind of been given to our family from someone. And I turned it into a Baja Bug in our driveway, just doing like the cheapest things possible. Like I cut and welded the torsions for... some free lift and I just like put some shocks I found on something else on it and I taught myself how to do wiring on it and everything and it was so bad like literally it had a fiberglass hood you're supposed to hold on with like Zeus fasteners or something and instead I went to Home Depot and I got like some carriage bolts that are meant for like a fence like galvanized bolts that have like the round head with the square thing Mm -hmm. and I used those to bolt it just I just drilled like straight through the sheet metal and just bolted it to the inside with a giant washer because I didn't drill the hole straight. Go figure. Huh. And I, I like. It's not always easy. Yeah. It's not <laughs> easy. So I like. I definitely ruined it. Um, me and my buddy Michael, the same dude who we went on the Death Valley trip. Actually, we were like seventeen. We went up to Ramona and got a like six point cage for it, and a bumper, rear bumper, fiberglass fenders, all the stuff this dude was throwing out. We got it for like a hundred bucks or something. And then we were driving back and it was raining and he tried to drift the freeway 
off ramp because we were 17 and that's the thing you do. Mm-hmm. In a, I think you had an 83 Toyota pickup with some like 33 inch Mickey Thompson Baja claws and a block lift and then in the front we just cranked the torsion bars and it rode like dog shit. <laughs> Actually that's the same truck we were coming back from the desert we had our bikes in the back and we were in the Jack in the Box parking lot in Ramona and he tried to drive over that like center concrete like parking stoppy thing and it hit the torsion arm bracket which hangs like way below the frame and it broke essentially like we had to drive back at full bump on one side oh it was God. so bad bikes in the back oh yeah for sure <laughs> we had so much in the back it was so stupid but uh i don't remember what i was saying so i'm a little drunk <laughs> <laughs> ian doesn't normally drink a whole lot no um Especially whiskey. Beer, maybe. Gin and tonics, of course, but... Uh. <laughs> anyway, um, no, so that's how you... So so did you look up stuff, or did somebody show Yeah, you? I had this book. It was like the Idiot's Guide to Volkswagen Bugs, and then I had um, like a factory service manual, and then I had another book that was about like Baja Bugs and Buggies. And I just pieced it together from that, and then I tried to go on the forums a little bit, but the forums were, even back then, the forums were pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot more real information than there is now, where it's just like a bunch of idiots giving their opinion and pretending like it's fact. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I ever do that. And <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, I pretty much just figured it out. And then I painted that bug in the driveway and sold it like two days after I painted it. And then... I got an 86 pickup after that because I knew I wanted four-wheel drive because I kept getting stuck in the sand. I also didn't even know about airing down at this point, too. So I was just driving around on, like, three one-inch all-terrains, which looked huge on that bug, and manual steering, and I just kept getting stuck in the sand. And I was like, fuck it, I want a truck that's four-by. So I got the worst truck you can get, which is an 86. So it's, like, the first year of independent front suspension – but it's one of the last couple of years they still made the carbureted version. Mm. So it was a carburetor and it was IFS. And it had a bracket lift and a body lift when I got it. So, anyways, yeah. We all learn our lessons. Okay, well, that kind of leads into the next question. Um, what kind of advice would you give for people who are learning or just starting out? Um, buy a cheaper vehicle to begin with. If you want to learn how to work on it, don't learn how to work on a truck that's expensive. Uh, I see a lot of the issues are people trying to like learn how to work on stuff, but they're doing it on like a $30,000 truck. And so let's say you're like, if you're learning how to off-road or something like that, and you roll a thirty to $40,000 truck, that's a big deal. Yeah. Whereas like when I started to learn how to work on stuff and how to off-road and things like that, it's like if you rolled your truck, you were just like, oh no. And then you just bought another one on Craigslist the next week. So, mm-hmm. and also just don't be afraid to do it. Mm-hmm. Everybody at some point didn't know how to work on stuff. No one is, like, born with this knowledge. So everybody learns somehow. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much all I got. Cool. Uh, what has been the most frustrating build? 
The most frustrating build. Oh, man. Like personal one or customer projects? Whatever. Oh, God. There have been so many. <laughs> I will say that I will probably never do another... Um, the Land Cruisers have this hydraulic suspension setup that I think the 5th Gen 4Runners share as well. And after they get about 10 years old, they just don't work anymore. So you have that to look forward to, 4Runner owners. Um, and a lot of people try and get rid of it in, and just go to like the normal stock suspension, which you can do on the older ones. And it won't like give any crazy codes and not let you drive. But the new ones, the computer is so integrated with everything that if you literally, if you touch anything on it, it sends it into limp mode. Um, hmm. Like we've seen happen yeah. a couple times. So uh, that there's no way to depressurize the hydraulic lines. You literally just have to like undo the mount on top of the shock. And then you have to build your own tool to reach the top shock <laughs> mount because they build the truck and then they drop the body on top of it. So the assembly line, it's fine that there's only half an inch of clearance to that top nut and then it's just it's such a nightmare well that's uh, they're all nightmares every <laughs> single thing i build the stuff for it doesn't fit i have never put on a product from total chaos that just fit i think they're called total chaos because <laughs> it, like their fitment is total chaos it makes no sense it's like their shock mounts don't even fit the curvature of the axle. They're just like, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> we'll just put whatever on it. None of their spindle gussets fit. Um, yeah, none of, nothing fits. Just nothing that you install just works how it's supposed to. Yeah, I, I might have heard you complaining about that frequently. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, what is the most useful tool welder i would say what do you think all right that makes sense because you can make the tools you don't have with it ah that's why i like to bring it because it's like oh shit you know 36 millimeter socket you just cut little slits in your frame put them around the nut weld them together and then weld another socket on the end and then you got a 36 millimeter socket (laughs) i've done it (laughs) <laughs> That's the only way I know. <laughs> Your frame is sacrificial. Always remember that. <laughs> you can cut it off and make tools out of it. You can forge it, too, if you have to. Okay. Um, what is your superpower? Patience. That, I believe. Would you agree? I would 100% agree with I you. I feel like people on the internet don't think that's true because they've never met me. Hmm. But I, I would say I'm one of the most patient people on the planet. You are by far the most patient person I know. Yeah. I think people would be surprised to hear that. Hmm. I, I think that's why you're good at, at what you do. I mean, I think if you are committed to making this your profession, you have to have a you know some level of patience. Yeah. I also do well under stress. Yes, that too. I am like almost uh, immunized against stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have... Never heard you raise your voice. I've never really seen you frazzled. So, yeah, I, I, I believe that. Um, what is your kryptonite? My kryptonite? Caffeine. Don't you think? I have a serious problem. <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem with caffeine, yeah. Real bad. <laughs> it's bad. Nothing else 
really gets to me like caffeine does. Mm. I just like, I don't know. Well, it's also because I like being productive too, though. Yeah. And it helps me if I have a ton of energy, it's easier to push past my pain too. Oh, well, that makes so sense. So that kind of helps that way. Okay. Uh, what is the worst place you have ever lived? Does Iraq count? Well, I guess, yeah, you lived there for quite a while, I guess. <laughs> um, I forgot about that one. Let's see. Um, I live like four different places in Iraq. They were all pretty shitty. Uh, besides that, I've been on a tour of like the worst parts of the U.S. Like I went to Texas in the summer, and then we were in Oklahoma, and then I've been to uh, Michigan in the winter where it gets cold, and then we were also in like New Orleans area, Louisiana in mm-hmm. the winter where it also gets cold apparently. And we had no cold weather here, and it rained. So we were just we lost like six dudes to uh like whatever Ugh. like cold exhaustion or some shit. What was that shit called? I'm pretty drunk. Um <laughs> <laughs> They were cold cats. Uh anyways, they were, I think they were just kind of being you know, they had tiny hearts or something. <laughs> what do you mean you lost them? No, like they went to the hospital. <laughs> Not like they died, dude. I mean well, it's just, we only really stateside we only lost people to suicide. Nothing else. Well, yeah, that's no good. Uh, but I do feel like you might have been to really bad places in those states, and maybe you should go back to some nicer places. <laughs> that's true. I have been on a tour of, like, the worst places. Uh, but I'd say probably, I don't know, one of the places I was in, in Iraq. But even those weren't actually that bad in hindsight. Oh, no, probably upstate New York, honestly. <laughs> yeah. That place is the worst. There's nothing to do. It's either cold or it's hot and muggy. Literally, the only thing to do there is go to the gym. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And there's like an Outback Steakhouse. Yeah, I think you might have taken me there. I did take you, yeah. It's the only place. Of course I took you, babe. I was trying to impress you. Take you to the Outback. That's like when we go back to your shitty little hometown and everyone's like, did you take him to Bass Pro Shops yet? They're so proud of their Bass Pro Shops. Yeah, I finally took you. It was impressive. Yeah, it's a big Bass Pro Shop, but I don't know if I'd be that amped about it, to be honest. That's all we have. That's it. That's all Manteca has. Okay, uh... What is the dumbest thing you have ever done to a vehicle? Whoa, I don't even know where to start. (laughs) So, I took the bracket lift off the 86, but I still wanted some lift. So, what I did is I left the lift spindles on, but I took the part that drops the lower control arms down out. So, what I did is I changed the angle of the tie rod in relation to the arms, Mm -hmm. and it bump steered so bad. You couldn't get above maybe 15 to 20 miles an hour, and I almost killed someone just driving, like, on the road out of our neighborhood. It was awful. I saw, like, the look in this dude's eyes, and he had a kid in the back seat, so I, like, tried to shove it into the ice plant instead. When when was this? That was, like, 16, maybe? 17? I don't know. I did some other dumb stuff. There was that time... uh, my tire fell off on the eight, mm. but that was Michael's fault. <laughs> so, uh, over by Dunbar Lane, it just fell off. Oh, I've done so much dumb stuff to vehicle. I mean, I'm still doing dumb stuff to I know, vehicles. I know. It's not stopping. <laughs> live and learn, or not. No, live uh. and don't learn. 
More like. Okay. What is one skill or talent you have always wanted to have? Well, not being handsome, because I have that. Mm, it's definitely a skill. I don't know. I wish I was more artistic. Artistic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not very artistic. Like, what kind of artistic? I don't know. Like, like painting and stuff? Or, like, mm-hmm. drawing? I can't draw stuff. Mm. Which would be cool. We could do, like, our own graphic design and stuff. Yeah. I mean, you're artistic in different ways. You put together the videos and add music. Yeah, but I'm like, I just, I have to like YouTube stuff every 10 seconds. I'm like, I get stuck on a screen. I'm like the old dude who's YouTubing like, why won't Premiere Pro let me back on the main screen no more? It takes me so long. I just don't get it. Okay. What has been the biggest challenge for you in life? The biggest challenge in life? I don't know. I don't think my life has been very challenging. Really? Yeah. Not the army? No, I mean, the army sucks, but they can't stop time. So no matter what, it'll be over at some point. So, like, they can't make it that shitty. I mean, you're not there forever. Yeah, it's the worst, but, you know, it's there will be tomorrow, and then tomorrow will suck worse, but there'll probably be a day after, which also might be worse, but, I mean, you get the idea. It just Your life just gets worse, and then you die. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, okay, you know how when you grow up, you have, like, a lot of different professions that you want throughout mm-hmm. time? What would have been all of your ideal professions i really just wanted to be a firefighter your whole life that's what mm, you wanted pretty much i don't know for a while i just wanted to be rich i figured that would be the way to do it just be mm-hmm. rich get it out of the way <laughs> <laughs> and then you can just do whatever but no i pretty much just wanted to be a firefighter i mean that's why i test out of high school to get my emt so i could start my resume for it and then that's also why i joined the army so i could get the veterans preference points but then mm-hmm. jokes on me because i broke my back so hard i can never be a firefighter now mm-hmm. that i have the points finally and i have the resume for it which is you know one of life's great ironies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. wait i've got an uplifting one in here somewhere hang on <laughs> no just do the next one you're taking so long uh, if you if you could have any type of dog when can we get another dog <laughs> Um, I would like a small to medium-sized dog of any kind Mm -hmm. that I could lift in and out of the truck and isn't as big as Moose. Oh. I know. (laughs) I wanted a small dog, and you wanted a large dog, and we compromised and got a 90-pound pit bull. Yeah. It's a small dog. Oh, my God. Compared to what I wanted to get. Jesus. Um... All right, well, we'll revisit that one. Okay, I'm sure we will for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, what is your what is a really big bucket list item? A bucket list yeah, item? Yeah, yeah, something that you want to make sure you do before you die. Well, I'm going to race King of the Hammers for sure. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know if that's really bucket list, though. I want to I I live somewhere else. I don't know. Like Utah or Colorado or something. I'm so... Mm-hmm. So over the city. It's so expensive and it sucks and there's traffic all the time. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Yeah. 
it's like it's just I don't know it's like draining on your mental health to deal with all the people all the time Mm -hmm. and then because there are so many people no one actually cares about an individual person yeah and it's all like just me 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 which is of course what happens with the overlanders too (laughs) why they don't care about killing people in small towns um (laughs) but yeah i would say that (laughs) Racing hammers and moving somewhere with less people that has, like, nice views and is a little quieter and calmer, even though it's not as good for, like, us. But I feel like I'd be – we would both be happier. Yeah. I I can get behind that. Um, If you could change one thing in the world, what would it be? Jeez, I don't know. I think I would want people to be more self-aware. That's a good one. Yeah, because I feel like that's the one thing everyone is missing, Mm -hmm. is that they don't think of anyone but themselves. Or maybe it's just because we see so much of the Overlander stuff all the time. I don't know. I'd say either that or, I don't know, maybe give everyone a hot dog or something. (laughs) Like a Hebrew National, those are pretty good. (laughs) Okay, what is a surprising skill or talent people don't know that you have? I don't know. It is one. I don't know. That's what I'm asking. How would I know? A surprising skill or talent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something you're good at that most people don't know. I'm good at everything. People know that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean that people don't know? I don't know. Like, uh, you know, you did martial arts. Maybe that's something. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I did... Um, Taekwondo for six years and boxing, and I fought pro am Muay Thai. I did jiu jitsu for four years, and oh, there's something else in there too. I don't know. Muay Thai, though, is my main love. I'm actually mm-hmm. more bummed about not being able to do that anymore mm-hmm. than I am firefighting because that was the one thing that I was like, you know, how you have something where you're just like actually good at it, yeah, and you get it. That was my, like, that was my one thing. So, I don't know. I'm sure uh, I would have never made it in the UFC or anything, but it would have been fun. Yeah. I miss it a lot, and I was teaching for a while, and that was really fun. And Mm -hmm. it's physical, and it's it makes your brain work. It's just, I don't know. It's good. Yeah, that's that's actually a big bummer. For me, it's, it's like singing. Yeah, like that's uh, I know that that's the one thing I'm good at, and mm-hmm. if I could never do that again, I would be so sad. Yeah, I totally get it. Um, okay, we need um, something uplifting. I think we went through everything except for my last one, which circles us back to um, the end of days as we are in right now. Um, in an apocalypse, mm-hmm. where would you go? Where would I go? Yeah. It depends on the kind of apocalypse, for sure. And I would say your best bet for most of them is to get out of the city, unless that's your best bet to steal resources, too. So, like, Mm. what you really want is to be, like, the apocalypse lord. You want to be, like, the slumlord of the apocalypse. Okay, okay. So that's why, like, I see all these people stocking up supplies, but really... They're just stocking up my supplies. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, okay. 
So, like, maybe, like, city adjacent is what you're saying? Yeah, maybe adjacent, and you just do, like, raids into the city. Mm -hmm. But have, like, you know, a nice, maybe take over a villa or something and kill everyone in it, Mm -hmm. and then you can start that. Somewhere with a nice view and, like, a good neighborhood Mm -hmm. and decent schools. And you just murder the people in the house, and then you own it. Perfect. What what do you think? I think that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. And then, uh... Yeah, besides that, you just make sure you boil your water <laughs> and uh, don't eat infected flesh. You should be Gucci. I mean, <laughs> there'll be no YouTube, but you can always, like, capture prisoners and make them entertain you. Make them, like, fight to the death or something. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. It's always entertaining. The people love it. The people love it? The people love it. <laughs> yeah, you got to give the people what they want. I am... An apocalypse slumlord <laughs> for the people. <laughs> By the people, for the people. Still serving the people. Yeah, and eating the people. <laughs> That's the whole point. It's, I'm a people-based company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, on that note, that, that is my last question. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should end this. Yeah. All right, well. You're t- welcome, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I am going to be very surprised if any of you made it this far. <laughs> But we did get over 100 downloads in like 12 hours, so we figured oh, we'd just keep this going. Yeah. We'll yeah, just whatever. Keep drinking and talking. We'll just keep drinking and talking. I mean, we're doing it already, so we're just recording it now. If you guys have actual like tech questions for me, uh, please let me know, and then I'll Google them and I'll tell you what Google says <laughs> about them. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm not kidding. Um, I know. <laughs> so. Cool. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and stay safe, stay healthy. We will talk to you guys soon. Cheers. We love you. Bye. <laughs>